Boom. Boom. Got a banger of a card on yeah. on the docket. And welcome everybody to episode 12 of the Chopheads MMA podcast. I got myself. I got my boy Tommy D, the Reverend Boyaka. Tommy. Crazy weekend, baby. Yeah, bro. We had it was fun. fights all three nights. Yep. And it's always great when a card that big, I know you don't like to use the word stacked when, I, re- yeah. when referring to a card, but when you have a stacked card and it actually delivers, it's a fucking great thing. Yeah, it was a great card. Um, I, I necessarily wouldn't call it stacked, but it was a great, great card. Now, if that's not a stacked card, what is? Bro, when you're talking a stacked card, you're talking every name is a big, huge name. Um, right. That's that's stacked card to me. This was an absolute excellent card. You take nothing away from it. It was a solid eight for me. When you got Nate Diaz not even in the co-main, to me that's a stacked card. Two title fights and then really what, what the great thing about this card was, was three five-round fights. They yeah. gave Nate and Leon a five-rounder, which thank God. We'll get to that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But first we're going to talk a little bit about our weekend, our yeah. Friday night, bro. Me and Tommy finally got to get together and have some beers. Yeah, it was uh, the, the nice uh, Chop Sports meet and greet uh, at JR's Pub. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. We had a lot of fun, and you know we hope to uh, we hope to do some more of that. Yeah, it was it was good to finally put some faces to names. Yeah. in the um in the Chop Sports Facebook group. Which, if you're not in the Chop Sports Facebook group, just search Chop Sports on Facebook and request to join or send me a friend request. Because I'm not sure if you could actually join without getting invited. You can. You can. Well, why didn't you join yesterday then when you got booted off Facebook? Uh, Because it recognized me and it's not allowing me to join any groups. Oh, well, I sent you an invite. I know you did. Did you not? I You accepted it, but it just said no Mm -hmm. because Zuckerberg is not having it with Tommy. Uh, But anyway, nonetheless, on Friday night, we ended up running into Scoop, our boy Scoop Esbo. I lowered it a little bit. you, You having issues over there? Good? All right. Yeah, but Friday night, ran into our boy Scoop. Mm-hmm. He's got like 13 names, but we're just going to stick to Scoop. And I was told that we potentially have our third guy, our, yep. our third amigo, or our third musketeer, as you want to say. But he's not here. No, no. Uh, he had a little golf game planned today. and he Off has to a rough daughters. start, Scoop. It's okay. It's okay. He said he will be here for the next one. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to start fresh next week. And... Uh, should be fun. Nice to have that third person. Yeah. Um, you're looking a little bit uh, svelte over there, Tommy. Yep, getting there. I'm getting there, getting there. Lost six pounds. You know, I told you, it's the summertime. I'm going to have the good body when the summer's over so and, I can fatten up. Yeah, and full disclosure, I was lying. He doesn't look svelte at all. He looks all the same that he did last week. He still looks like a fat fuck, but I'll edit that out. Don't worry, Tommy. <laughs> um. But yeah, getting on to, I guess we'll talk a little bit about my weekend as well. I had a nice little event that took place. It was the ninth annual First Responders Classic or, or Cup, which was a hockey game played in Woodbridge between the Woodbridge Police Department and the Woodbridge Fire Department. I had the um, honor of calling that game. Fuck y'all. First time ever in the booth, and I had a good time. I don't know shit about hockey besides what I've learned on NHL, the video game, but you I had a great every, time. You two took everything I work for. You took uh, everything it, I work for. Is this a, uh, a Nate Diaz reference? Yeah. We're going to be, this, this show will be littered with Nate Diaz you references. You fucked me on that. I didn't fuck you. Blame Dave. 
I don't know. I, I didn't know how this whole thing was set up. It was done through Dr. Sean Basinger of Health and Fitness Professionals, who is a part owner, silent owner of Chop Sports. Well, he ain't um, silent anymore, motherfucker. Well, he doesn't really, when I say silent owner, I mean like he doesn't actually get involved. He doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, so he, he's just some of the money behind what we're doing. But anyway, I want to get to the game a little bit. Game was 8-7. Cops took an early lead. Fire department has been dominating the series for a while. Cops took an early lead, and the fire department fought all the way back. They scored a game-tying goal to tie it up 8-8 with six seconds to go. Wow. And then just eight seconds into overtime, the one and only Dr. Sean Basinger scores the game winner, which was amazing. So it was cool to call the game. It was great that, you know, the one guy in the game that I actually know personally, you know, won the MVP, hit the so game winner. So the police department won. Okay. Yeah. So shout out to Sean. Um, thank you for letting us be a part of that. It was a great thing. So now when, when the fire department hit that, that game tying goal, had they pulled their goalie already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. It was it was like all it was all the it was all what you would expect out of the the late and it was a good game because there was brothers on both sides, you know, one brother on one team, one on another, two sets of brothers. It was definitely a little more chippy than you would think. It was a charity game, but you know, they they were getting into it a little bit. There's pride that's behind it. Yeah, nobody wants to lose. And once it got to the third period, you could really see because they were tired, but like, you know, they were going for it. They were going for it. So shout out to all those guys. It was a great time, and I appreciate it. You could look for that on Channel 35. And then one, another thing I want to touch on, the guy that was videotaping it is also the guy that produced Jimmy Palumbo's father's Yankee documentary, where it was the two twins, and he subscribed to the podcast. So if you're listening, I didn't get your name, bro, but thank you for, for subscribing to the podcast, and um, search us out on Chop Sports. And if you ever need... Myself, Dave, or even Tommy to come call some hockey games for high school. We're all we're all for it. We're, we'd love to get uh, yeah. down with you guys and be a part of that. Even though it's a, a volunteer thing, it would be nice to help I don't out. Care and, about getting paid? That's fun stuff. Yeah, man. it would be nice to help out and give back to the community a little bit. So you know, we're down. Um, but moving on, Tommy got a uh, got a lot in store. So let's get into it. As usual, to kick the show off, we got. Reverend's Rundown. Who the fuck is that guy? All right, everybody. This week's episode of the Reverend Rundown is sponsored to you by Fightbook MMA. For all your combat sports, health and fitness, and pro wrestling news, head to FightbookMMA.com. You can follow them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at FightbookMMA. All right, everybody. So to start everything off, PFL4, Shields versus Elkins, was uh, live at the Ocean Casino Resorts in Atlantic City Thursday night. Uh, Brendan Lugnane, Bubba Jenkins, Clay Collard, they all clinched playoff spots with their wins at PFL 4. Clarissa Shields overcomes a two-round diversity to beat Campbell Soup, I mean Brittany Elkins, in the third round. Heading on over to Bellator, Douglas Lima, the longtime Bellator champ, loses his belt to Yaroslav Asimov. Amasov. Amasov, Asimov, whatever. He's a champ. Jumping on over to the UFC. John Jones is a black man. He tweets that Francis Ngannou isn't a real champ until he defends his belt. UFC 263 results that are not the ones that we're going to talk about here tonight. Paul Craig, the Bear Jew, destroys Jamal Hill in the first round. Damian Maya drops the decision loss to Bala Muhammad. Brad Riddle defeats Drew Dober, and Lauren Murphy extends her fight win streak to five fights 
after defeating Joanne Calderwood. And Dana White has said she might not be getting that title shot against Valentina Shevchenko. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the Reverend's Rundown. Back to you, Chris Gucci. Round of applause for Tommy, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. It's amazing. All right. So that was a good job, Tommy. There's a lot of this that I kind of want to touch on, but we're going to have to gloss over it because, yeah. as you know, we had a banger of a card. We did. And we got a lot of things to talk about. So we're going to gloss over this right here. So Clarissa Shields, first and foremost. I know we kind of got into it on, on Facebook a little bit, and I do see your point. She kind of came in and got manhandled for two rounds. Yeah. She really did. And it was nice at least – The reason why I give her a lot of credit is because I've said this in the past. She's stepping outside of her comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And as we know, that it doesn't matter how good of a boxer you are. You're going to get exposed as soon as you hit the ground. If Clarissa Shields was on the Ultimate Fighter in any given season with females, you would see the glaring difference. And in practice, it's all understood. And, like, Mm -hmm. all the teammates know, like, there's a lot to work on. But she did it. And the most impressive thing that I'd say about her is that she did get grappled for two rounds, and didn't gas. So in the third round, she was definitely the fresher fighter. And once she got her you know, ability to put her hands on her a little bit, when I say hands, I mean punch her in the face, she finished the fight. So kudos to her. I'm not going to tip my cap and say it was the, the biggest win. I was just impressed with her willingness to step in there and then overcome adversity, maintain the cardio, and finish with a W. Right. Listen, I understand, and it was good for her that she won, but... This was a fight that everybody knew that she was going to win, right? Because you look at Brittany Elkins, nothing says tomato yeah, can. There's no way that they put like her in the, there yeah, and with Brit- anybody that they thought was going to exactly. beat her. They're, they're trying to build her up. But yeah. I don't think that they're really trying to build her up for the Kayla Harrison. They fight. are, like, though. They can't be. They are. But, like, the, you're, that's your opinion. But no, dude, there is. Okay, they're looking for an opponent. She would die. You're right. But they're looking for an opponent for Kayla Harrison. You want to have the two goats of their respective sports, right? Clarissa Shield was the goat of boxing. It's just not Kayla fair. Harrison it's was just, the goat I, I agree. Judo. I agree. But it's just not a good matchup, and it would be bad. It, it would be early. awful. So you saw what Elkins did to her. But now, imagine, me, just right, imagine. So this is my problem with it. Okay, if you're going to look at this fight at all, you're going to look at Brittany Elkins and ask, "How do you have three wins in MMA?" She was awful on the ground. She didn't know what to do. When she had Clarissa Shields in mount, she was too high up. She was losing every single one of her positions because she wasn't doing anything in them. She was laying on top of Clarissa Shields. Tommy, so now, when you're Tommy, saying, you were spending up. too much time telling everybody how much of a can Brittany Elkins is. But wait, l- we get listen it. to me. Because you're saying, you know, Clarissa Shields, she didn't expend any energy. She didn't have to. She didn't have to expend any energy because her opponent wasn't doing shit on top. So in that third round, when Brittany Elkins gassed herself out, going for the takedowns and doing nothing with them, she ended up losing the fight. That's the story of this girl's life. PFL used her for Kayla Harrison when Kayla Harrison first had her first fight in there, and Kayla embarrassed this girl. You done? It, it, because everybody's starting to give Tommy, the go credit already. Are you done? No. Are you done? Because no. we have a lot to talk about, and nobody gives a fuck. All right, so God damn it! I care about this. Just I quit. John Jones is a needs black to stop man. Tweeting. He needs to stop tweeting. 
It's like, come on, bro. You're fucking desperate. You need attention. We understand. Just sign a fight. Sign a bout agreement. You you talked your way out of this one. So now you got to wait for the winner. You won't fight Stipe. Come on, John. Stop tweeting. Stop tweeting. It doesn't do you any good. It's very annoying. Anyway, enough about John Jones. I want to talk about that dangling arm in the Paul Craig match. Did you see that? Yeah. Bro, it's not broken, thank God. It was just badly dislocated, and they popped it back in. But I want to—I got to imagine there's going to be a surgery involved and some tears because that thing was fucking gross. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, a lot of you times know, you just you don't know. You get lucky and it's clean. But oh my god, just fucking tap, <laughs> dude! Paul Craig is—he is an animal. Yeah, he is a ground animal. The way he was chaining those submissions together. You know, that's top, top level jujitsu. Right I love there. seeing um, Europeans that have grappling because it's rare. I wouldn't say it's rare, but you get what I'm saying. Like guys that the Europeans are very, very limited historically in the wrestling department and the ability to get the fight to the ground. Sometimes they're better. good. Sometimes they're good once they're on the ground, but it's very hard for these guys. You know, they don't really have the wrestling over there that we do here. It's it's getting better. When um, I say Europeans, I mean British because Russians are European as well and they could wrestle. Well, yeah, but uh, what is it? If uh, if you still have UFC Fight Pass, they'll have like... And, and did I just call Paul Craig British? Because he he's did. definitely not. No, he's not. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. But um, there's uh, like jujitsu matches they do besides EBI. There's Polaris and stuff like that. And they had... Um, it was Canada against Europe. For uh, gi jiu-jitsu matches. And you saw some really good uh, gi jiu-jitsu fighters from, from Team Europe. So it's 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 really spreading over there. It really is. Um, and, and Paul Craig is just outstanding when it comes to the groundwork. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's really all I want to talk about based on your, your lackluster rev rundown. Well, let's talk about uh, Lauren Murphy a little bit. Okay. I like JoJo, and I, I think that that's a bigger win than people give credit for. Calderwood's game as they come. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, Lauren Murphy hasn't, and I'm not a Lauren Murphy fan. She embarrassed herself on that Ultimate Fighter season um, with all her excessive crying and all that shit. But you know what? A five-fight win streak, that's pretty damn good. Especially in the women's division where they're Dying for a contender yeah. in all women's division. Every weight, there's really just a lack of contenders. We and talk Lawrence about this. Never fought the champ. At length. So for Dana White not to make this fight, kind of strange to me. I mean, but I don't know that she would have much of a chance against Valentina. It's a fresh fight, though. It's yeah. something that we have. It's just seen. not going to sell. But I don't really think that you're gonna. You're not going to main event Valentina against anybody at this point, unless it's a no. A no, Nunes Valentina fight. will be a co-main. Or, you know, if you do a pay-per-view where there's three belts on the line, that's the first fight that you put. You, yeah. you know? Agreed. Agreed. Well, there's a lot to get to after this. A so lot. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump the break and then when we come back, we're gonna get right into UFC two sixty three and all the fucking theatrics and the, the fireworks that went down this weekend. Hey guys, this is Sturge from Chop Sports and I wanna talk to you about a new hobby of mine, and that's real estate. Ever since we brought on our resident realtor here at Chop Sports, that's all I can think about. So we got another one. You know who's really good at this stuff? Jay Devlin of CRG Homes. Jay is out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and business is booming. Whether you're looking to relocate, buy, rent, or literally purchase property and watch your stacks get higher, Jay is the guy to do this for you. He's already in the process of helping me out right now on a possible summer home. Call Jay right now, 843 843- 
315-519-5913 and have yourself a chat and learn about all the perks and tell them Chop Sports sent you. My goodness. All right, everybody, we are back from break, and it's time to talk about the main event of the evening. Israel Adesanya against Marvin Vittori for the middleweight championship belt. Unfortunately, my Italian brethren fell a little bit short. Um, I had told you guys last week on the show that expect this fight to be pretty boring. Um, cause I didn't think that Izzy was going to be able to knock him out. I thought that Marvin was going to be able to take him down more than he did, but it just didn't go that way. Chris, what did you think of the fight? Um, like leading up to it, I really didn't know what to expect because obviously there was the blueprint was laid on how to beat Adesanya and that was the takedown and lay on him and kind of just hold him there. Mm-hmm. Blockowitz didn't really do much damage to Adesanya, but he controlled the fight. Vittori had success taking Adesanya down in their first fight, but... There's been a lot of evolution in Adesanya's yeah. game since then, as you saw, because he couldn't hold him down. So he nope. took him down. As soon as he took him down, he kind of got up. And then even later on in some of the grappling exchanges, Adesanya was winning him. You know, like he was bridging out of... Marvin gassed himself out, too. Yeah, I agree. And I don't even know that he gassed himself out. It's just different when you're out there under the under the lights and you have a guy like Adesanya in front of you. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, Cordero is saying, you're giving him too much respect. You're giving him too much respect. Just It's a lot easier said yeah. than done. The leg kicks were the story, and once your once your lead leg is done, you know what though? He was walking through them all night. He wasn't limping on that leg. He wasn't selling it. If they were hurting, he wasn't selling it at all. But there was also no adjustments made. No, no. And whether he's walking fine or not, he wasn't able to to really get any penetration on the takedowns. Mm-hmm. He was really just trying to push him up against the cage and and just be safe. It didn't look like he was really trying to do much or, or advance many positions. He would get his hands locked and just hold them there. I don't know. I, I I guess you're right. He definitely was tired. But I'm not sure if it was a cardio issue because he's not known to have cardio issues. It's just when you're under the under he the lights in a that big stage. Dump, yeah. Even though he's had quite a few fights. But look, man, you know, it was a main event for the belt. He'll be back. He'll be back there again. I, I fully think that he'll be back there again. But you think he's going to contend for a title again? Maybe. Yeah. But he's got a, he's got his work cut out for him now. He, because... he does, and I definitely think he'll contend for a title again sometime in the near future. But right now, it's just going to be Bobby and Uncle's turn. I think we get the same outcome that we got the last time, though. I love Bobby Knuckles, but he just puts himself in too much danger. And with a guy like Israel Adesanya, if you're just going to sit in the pocket, he's going to put you to sleep. You know what I mean? Uh, Whitaker's another stand-up guy. He's not going to jump for the takedown. He, he's going to stand. Honestly, I think I think he might in this in this fight. And then I think he's going to have less success than Marvin did. You want me to be honest with you? Well, quite possibly, but I don't think that he's going to have any success if they just keep it standing. But we have plenty of time to break that fight down. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about what Vittori was thinking in, in the post-fight where he actually was upset with the decision. Felt that he won. Yeah. Like, are you out of your fucking him mind? Selling himself? I think it's him with that self-belief. And it's like, uh, sugar show. No, but that's different because there was, a, there was a situation there where, where he feels like it was just a lucky thing. Look, we both agree that sugar show has a loss on his mm-hmm. record. Now, could we even more so agree that Vittori's out of his fucking mind? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's come more humble today. Uh, the day after than he was. I agree. He did. He did. And I think that was upon talking to his coaches because his coaches were telling him the whole fight. Dude, you're not doing shit. How could he come out of that fight thinking that he did anything other than those little rabbit punches on his leg, which was hilarious. 
by the way. You see that the way yeah, the fight ended? I, I think that he was thinking that he was ahead because of the takedown. The takedown in yeah. one round. Yeah. I, have we not seen crazier things from judges? I mean, the, the judges were kind of out of their fucking mind last night in some of the fights. Look, man, that's why fighters, you know, current fighters aren't judges, right? Yeah. Uh, well, we know what's next for... Adesanya, obviously he called out Bobby Knuckles, which is always great when you get the champion calling out his his next fight, mm-hmm. which Adesanya has pretty much done his entire reign, which I've yeah. liked. You know, there's no secrets about what he's trying to do. But what do you think is next for Vittori? I think he called out Boracina saying he's the drunk. He wants to fight the drunk. That's probably a good matchup. That's for the a two good matchup for him. And, and I think Marvin Vittori wins that fight because Boracina is a shit burger. And probably should be out of the UFC. I got to say, man, it's probably my the, the two least likable fighters on the entire roster for me. I don't know how you like Vittori. Really? Stop. I don't care, dude. Stop with the he's Italian. He's a fucking mongoloid. Okay. He's a mongoloid. So what? Listen, we don't have us Italians. We don't have much to, to cheer for in combat sports anymore. Back in the day, we used to own boxing. We don't anymore. Look, man, I, this is what I got. This is what I got to go with. You know, you, you had Connor <laughs> and and uh, Marcus Davis back in the day. The Irish hand grenade. That's that's what you had. You know, I, I don't have anything. Other Tory than looks Marvin like he's Tory. on fucking juice, too, by the way. He <laughs> might be. Fuck it. Maybe he's on the the uh, the Italian juice, you know. But yeah, I mean, the, the, that would be a fight for him. The Boricino fight would be good just to get Paulo Costa the fuck out of the UFC. Because that guy is out of his mind and... Probably should be fighting somewhere else. That That's just my thought process. Yeah. Um, so the main event, obviously, we did things out of order because the main event was didn't deliver as much as we had no. hoped. But the rest of the card sure as fuck delivered. Yeah, man. We had some moments on this one, like legendary moments in UFC history. Yeah. Could have had two had Vittori won. No, we had two. The first one was the Brandon Moreno show. This 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 was my first uh, uh, Lego I started to build. This was my first Funko Pop. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> first of all, this guy, if you watch the Embedded series all week and you just know anything about Brandon Moreno, it's, it's impossible to not root for that guy. Yeah. Let's think about his story. Okay, so Ultimate Fighter, he's the... the Bottom ranked well, seed. Yeah, like the worst seed you could possibly have. I think he was ranked 16th seed in the house or, or 25th like seed or whatever it was. And he ended up fighting. Did he fight in the finals? Right? He, he fought all the way to the finals. In 2016, after consecutive losses. Got cut. Was cut by the UFC. And manages to fight his way back onto the roster. And now here he is, 2021, and he's the UFC champion. Fights his way onto the roster. Gets his first title shot. Goes to a draw. And now he is the UFC champion. Yeah. You, you don't get a better story than that. And like you said, not only that you just have to root for him, there's nothing about him to dislike. He is a role model. And let's face he's a fucking dork. He is a giant dork, and it's the best thing ever. He's got Legos and toys, and I love every set. I'm here for it all. And props to Figueredo for the way he handled himself in the defeat. You know, total class. Total he came class. off. He came off as an asshole leading up to the fight, and Moreno kind of called him out in the post fight after that. He said he's a family guy. He's a, a family man. He's a nice guy, and I think that it was almost tiring for him to to live up to that shtick where he's the mean guy. If you read one of the quotes, he's saying he better have security around. If I see yeah. him, I mean, like 
you know, that really wasn't proving anything. And I think in the long run, it kind of drained him mentally. Yeah, I, I think so, too. But, it, you know, it's I guess it was just his way of trying to sell the fight, which he didn't need to. Um, their, their first fight sold everything. Everybody was there for that fight. Like it was that was it was just so exciting to lead up. And look, it, it was everything that it needed to be was a little scary because, you know, Friday, uh, Davis and Figueredo finally made weight at like the 11th hour. Um, so coming into Saturday, as I'm sitting there thinking to myself and as the fight started, I was talking with the guys from Fight Book. I said, if I was Moreno, I would be going to body shots on this guy because he couldn't have had that good of a camp if he was struggling to make weight. So well, he's go, had weight issues in the past. Yeah, so go go to the body. Tire him out. And, you know, he dropped him early. Figueredo made it through. And then Moreno wore him out to the point where he could secure that rear naked choke. He had it deep. And then once the fight ended, this is one of those moments that we're talking about. First ever Mexican-born UFC champion. Yep. Right? And he did it in Arizona. And it was a heavy Mexican crowd. Oh, yeah. And it was just an amazing moment. The way he took it all in, you know, he he didn't celebrate. He didn't, he like he literally, cried. he absorbed the moment. But no, there was like a good 10 seconds where he kind of just like looked around the crowd and didn't didn't have any emotion. It was almost like he was in shock. And then he fell to the canvas. Fucking just uh, all the emotions came out. Then his family came into the ring, into the octagon. It was just one of those moments where it was a fucking movie. And then you see Davison Figueredo holding him up with like the biggest like smile. Like it was, it was movie, just amazing. Dude. It was an amazing scene. Only thing that was missing in that cage was a mariachi band playing the Rocky music. Yeah, he was like, "Orale, cabron." I don't even know what he was saying, but it was just great. I sent a, um, you know, I have a, a Mexican brother-in-law, which I've yeah. talked about at length. So I sent him the video. Um, I tagged all my my Mexican son, uh, cousins and whatever. Now you were about to say your Mexican sons. I was, but I don't have any it. sons. I have nephews, Mexican nephews. So I tagged all them on the Instagram post, and it was just one of those moments where you, you'll you that you'll see that replayed in on highlights and UFC oh, fucking it's gonna be trailers forever, for dude. forever. It's going to be replayed forever. And, you know, it was a great moment for the UFC. And, and especially for the Mexican people, absolutely. That's that's amazing to have a UFC champ that was actually born from there. And he still trains there. He still trains in Tijuana. There was a great video of his gym in Tijuana. They were going Oh, man, insane. that's another moment. Yeah, that, it just was great. They even have, they already have billboards, like 300-foot yeah. murals painted the next morning because that's how big it is in Mexico. Well, you know, they were hoping that Yair Rodriguez was going to be that guy, but I guess they just didn't realize he was a bitch. Ooh, so, Tommy has it out for, for Yair still. For yeah. no reason, though. Why? Why? What should He's be for Yair? Yeah, just because he kept pulling out of the Zabit fight? It, is that like, it? Like, to me, that just proves that you're a bitch. He's afraid. Frankie beat the fear into him to fight anybody out of that camp. And I love to bust Roberto Roberto Villa's balls because he loves Pantera. And I said to him last night, I was like, well, at least you finally have a Mexican that you could cheer for that actually has a belt and isn't afraid to fight people. Brandon Moreno. I would love to have him on. Who's the, the who's the contender? Who's who's next? For Moreno, like, is there even... I don't know, dude. Here's the sad part, and I said this to Roberto last night. I was like, this fight was amazing, but we're going to see it about 13 more times because who else is there for him? Unless he can coax... Benavidez? Yeah. Unless they can coax Triple C to come out of retirement. Dude. The Mexican-American against the Mexican. I don't think think Triple C has any interest in in fighting Moreno. 
I think if the money was right, the captain, you know, cringe could spin this. I think if if anything, and Triple C comes back, it will be for a one-off. And if he wins, it would literally bury that division. Like the UFC was looking to get rid of that division in the past, and Triple C kind of saved it. Mm-hmm. If he comes in and just in a one-off fight beats their champ and then leaves again, it's like it kind of it kind of. I think Moreno could beat him because God help me, Cejudo's good. I, I don't think he's as great as he made himself out to be. He just found himself in the right place at the right time. Yeah, he time. went on a nice little run. And he's been out of the game for a little bit. When And you know how that goes, man. When you, you take some time off and you live that life, and now he's living a, he's, he's living good. You know, good for him. I mean, I would be too if I was him. But just to get back into that, that uh, mode and that version of training, it's a lot. Well, they're going to need fighters for that division because, you know, where where's Moreno going to go? Where's he going to go? And honestly, I don't even know that Figueredo's going to stay. He might end up moving up, too. He might. You know, he's having he really, might. really hard time making weight. He's really, he hits really hard for that division, and he might be better at 35, even though that, that division is just fucking I wouldn't loaded. mind seeing the rubber match, though. You draw. But is it a rubber match, though, if they drew and then. Well, yeah. I mean, because it's 1 0 and 1 for. I, it's, it's not, not a, rubber a rubber match. match like, th- this kind of was a rubber match because they had a draw. So it's like yeah. it's, it was already tied up. I, we're going to see it again somewhere down the line. If Dana wipes this division out, Moreno's obviously going to have to go up. So we'll see it at a higher weight division. Well, let's hope it doesn't because I'd like to see Moreno kind of reign for a little bit. I don't know that there's anybody at 25 that would take him out. And, you know. It's life changing. Benavidez, that's for sure. Definitely not. Well, you know what we're here for now, right? The real meat and potatoes of the episode. I ain't surprised, motherfuckers. I mean, I'm not either. This is kind of how we expected the fight to go. We've been. We didn't expect that ending, though. No. Well, I. I kind of didn't expect it because it's impossible to predict that. But I just knew that Nate would be there the entire time. Motherfucker is a zombie. And I'm just real proud of myself for 15 years ago having the foresight to pick Nate Diaz as my favorite fighter because I've been with these guys, him and Nick, since day one. And those moments, even in defeat, it just proves why Nate Diaz is a fucking needle mover. And he his star manages – he's the only guy that his star grows bigger in defeat yeah. no matter what because the way he handles himself, smoking blunts at the presser, you know, it's just Nate Diaz through and through and you fucking love it. Like, Dana White loves it. Tommy, you fucking love it, too. Yeah. And you're not even a Nate guy, but you're, you're, I can see it I in your like face. I like Nate. I don't, I'm not a Nick guy. All right, but I could see it in your face. Yeah, I, look, dude, I was, I was, I was getting angry as I'm watching the fight because I'm like, fuck, man, what are you doing? Like, I know you could do more than this. If he had done in the fourth round what he did in the fifth, he would have wilted. Yeah, wilted Edwards is as good as Edwards looked and he really did look good. He put on a fucking clinic and you got to give credit where it's due because I don't want to sit here and make this the Nate Nate Diaz show because, you know, Leon did go in there and beat the piss out of him for four rounds and bloodied him up and landed perfect elbows and did what you'd expect anyone to do to Nate Diaz in a fight. And that's slice and dice his face because Nate it's not a Nate fight without gushing blood from nine different spots. Sure. And like you said, big on on Leon Edwards. He, He did his thing. Um, but Nate, Nate gave him that fight. He, he gave it to him. You know, in that fifth round, he stocked and slapped, then came with that punch, and then he's pointing at him like he's about to fall for a fucking head kick. You're seven foot tall. 
Throw a head I'm not kick. sure his, I'm not sure he was even able to get a kick off because his leg was fucking mangled. I it, think he could have. Yeah, me too, obviously. But, I mean, that was another – the story of the fight. All these fights nowadays, the story of the fight is, is going to be leg kicks. Yeah. Because that's kind of what you see out of the, the top now. It's, it's like we talked about – I don't think Nate really gives a shit – if he wins or loses, as long as he puts on a good fight and makes himself Well, money. you heard what he said after the fight. He was like, yeah, you know, in a, I guess he won the fight, but if this was the street, that motherfucker was sleepwalking. And well, Nate, in a street fight, wins that you. fight. If this was Pride, who won that fight? Well, I mean, Leon Edwards won that fight. As much as it sucks to see Nate lose, I'm almost glad because, like, would you want to see Nate versus Usman? That would be not good. I don't even think that fight would take place because um, the only title, you know, uh, shot was up for Edwards. It wasn't for Nate. I don't think Dana will ever give Nate a title shot again. He's only had one. That fight with Ben Henderson, Nate didn't show up. Yeah, and I don't think Nate's actually chasing the belt. No, anymore. he's, he's, just, he's, he's chasing just, the money. Yeah, he's chasing the money, and he's chasing big fights. You got to give him fucking credit because he didn't have to fight Leon Edwards. He, no, you know he's he's holding out for the biggest fights. And well, he's look. He said that was the top fighter in that division that wasn't the champ. So why am I not going to get the top fighter? I mean, look, do, do we like that Leon Edwards is the top in that division? I mean, I don't. I don't because I'm not really like he doesn't move the needle for me, but but he's got nine straight now. Yeah. Eight or nine straight. Yeah. Maybe. So you're you're looking at him. OK, he's the top in that division. And that's who Nate Diaz wants to fight. I don't think that's Nate's real weight class. And we talked about this a little bit last week. You know, we don't really want to see him go down to 55. I just think that these big fights are going to come to Nate and then that's it. And everybody's waiting for Nick to come in. I'm wondering if Nick comes in. We get to see, like, the real Nate, the box-you-the-fuck-up Nate, like, just because he gets that extra oomph because his brother's going to be on the same card as him. They'll never or, fight on the same card. They've already gone on record to say that. And Nick's not fighting. It's all talk. I, I can't see Nick going in there, and and I just don't see it. Oh, I mean, I, I can. I can. It's just, who does he fight? Robbie Lawler is the only guy I would like to see Nick fight. Just yeah. because it's like the nostalgia match, and that would be great. That was one of the, that was the first fight that I remember like falling in love with the Diaz brothers, or just Nick in that case. But and then the Joe Riggs story, and the, like all that shit. Like it's just Nick is a legend, and the Nick Diaz army is why Nate Diaz is who he is. Yeah, it, look, man. You know, I'm I'm a Nate believer. Uh, you know, I, I can appreciate his body of work. I ju- it just really pissed me off. In that Benson Henderson fight, because it's like you spend more time giving the dude the finger, like at least try to win. You know, you're Nate Diaz. You can overthrow a judge's decision, you know, just because of your popularity. We, we were how, we were talking about how we might have to do a Nate Diaz eulogy, which I would have never allowed. On I would show. never do it. I, I would never allow it. on this show. But you know, we were we were talking about like, oh, it might be it for Nate with a loss, and it's definitely not it for Nate after this. It would have been it for Nate if he had the same performance that he had against Masvidal. Speaking of Masvidal, Leon Edwards is is supposedly not in line for a title shot. They said that Colby is still going to get it, and Dana White said he thinks that Masvidal should be next for Leon. Yeah. First of all, if I'm Leon Edwards, there is no fucking way that I'm fighting Masvidal right now. Nope. Don't care. If I'm Leon Edwards, I'm waiting, and I'm fighting the winner of Usman and Colby. 
even if he loses that fight, Dana will still give, will probably still give Leon a shot at Usman. I can't after see that the happening. Kobe fight. First of all, I'm Leon Edwards. I'm not fighting a guy coming off of a loss if I have eight straight, nine straight wins. Why? He it's just not Nate. happening. Nate's coming off of a loss. Well, Nate Diaz is a huge fight, right? So is the Masvidal and, fight, and and he was coming off of a performance where. You know, he kind of had a bad taste in his mouth because he got a no contest. I think that Nate Diaz is a bigger draw than Masvidal. We all know that. So, putting a name like um, Nate Diaz on your resume is a lot bigger than a lot better than putting a name uh, Masvidal on your resume, so, in my opinion. So, here's what you do with that: you have Nate that and Masvidal got to fight again no, before before no, no. you have that Leon Edwards fight against Masvidal in Florida. If I'm Leon Edwards, I'm not going to fight Masvidal out of spite at this point. Yeah, well, you know what? You you do what you're supposed to, I guess. I don't know. Well, well, I'm pretty sure that Masvidal was the one running around saying, I won't fight him. Mm-hmm. And now the kind of the tables have turned, Masvidal coming off of a loss, like I mentioned earlier, I just don't see Leon Edwards. Why would he? You know, if he just waits, he gets a title shot. I understand that what you said, the money, but... There's a lot of money involved if you could win the belt. Yeah, there is, but... And, not to cut you off, but he just had two consecutive camps where he could probably use a little bit of time off because he had the no contest in the Muhammad fight, so he was eager to get back in there, and he fought real... Yeah, but he's, qu- had, he's had plenty of time off with all the fights that have fallen through on the poor guy. Yeah, uh, you're not wrong on that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you know, look, man, you know, money's going to talk. And if the money's there, I think he'll take the fight. And let's be real here. As a man, how would you not want to take that fight after that dude embarrassed you? I don't think he was really that embarrassed. I don't think he embarrassed him. Bro. What was he going to do? He walked up and got punched in his face a couple of times and it got broken up immediately. It wasn't It like, got broken up immediately, but it became a whole fucking thing. The three piece in a soda. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Good. Out of it. It, I don't, if I'm Leon Edwards, I'm not embarrassed by that. I'm Fuck. maybe a little pissed off, but yeah, right why now, wouldn't you want to get your revenge and shut the guy up and make money in the process? I, I mean, I hear your point and watch it could happen in a couple of weeks where they announced that yeah. fight because I know that's what Dana said he was trying to do. But I just I think that it's more likely that you see a Nate Diaz and Masvidal fight because I don't know what's next for Nate. I don't know that there's anyone for him at welterweight that I'm interested in seeing him fight. I don't see him going back down to 55. Who does he fight? Steven Thompson, potentially. Well, listen, but you know, and you've said this before. Usually, when there's smoke, there's fire. And if that's what Dana's looking for, that's what Dana's going to get. Yeah, maybe you're right. <clears throat> I wouldn't be upset with that. I would love to watch that fight as well. Yeah. And I, I think Leon would... A lot of the same thing would happen in this fight. I think in so. In that fight that happened in the Nate Diaz and Masvidal fight. I think so too. Yeah. But what else we got on this one? That was pretty much it, bro. It was it was exciting and it was, you know, it it was what it was. It was what it was. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy that... As we talked, Moreno got that big win, and you know now we just see where these chips are going to be falling, and we start looking on towards the next event, which is, well, you know, uh, Dan Ige called out the Korean Zombie, so that's happening Saturday, June nineteenth. Um, not really, not really, you know, a barn burner of a card. Uh, you know, Matt Brown's going to be fighting Diego Lima, so that's pretty cool. Always got to love the immortal Matt Brown. But uh, 
you know. Yeah, we're we're pretty much just on on cruise control until International Fight Week. I feel like all the big cards and everything is going to be saved for yeah, mid July. No, UFC two sixty four. That's your next big one. Dustin Poirier against uh, the guy who doesn't know who the fuck I am, Conor McGregor. You know, you got the Shook Show. Stop picking your phone up, you fucking idiot. You got the Shook Show. He's yeah. on it. Um, against a nobody, as usual. I wouldn't call Smoke a nobody. But Taitsu Avasa and Greg Hardy. You know, as much as I want to see Greg Hardy lose, that's your fucking co-main event. That's your co-main event. Yeah. Nothing says we can't upstage Connor and fucking Dustin Diamond like putting Greg fucking Hardy as a co-main event. I do not agree with that. I don't either. But what are you going to do? That's the UFC. I mean, they do have 500 fighters on their roster. They couldn't come up with a better fucking co-main than that. Yeah, I, I would understand that being, you know, maybe the fight before the co-main. I mean, look, man, it's it's a big, it's it's a big fight card. Um, they don't even have it separated as to prelims and shit like that yet. So maybe it won't be the co-main event. But as it stands right now, it's the co-main event. Boo, boo. Well. Coupled with this long, awkward silence, I guess that <laughs> that about does it. <laughs> so we're gonna go run down what we got going on on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Chop Sports, Chop Sports, Chop Chop. So every day, Monday through Friday, we got the Chop Sports Daily Podcast with myself and Dave Sturcio and Production Pete behind the glass on the ones and twos. On Tuesday, we got the Jimmy Palumbo Show and Pretender to Contender with Joe Matarese. Also on Tuesdays, we have the first release of the week of the Squeaky Bum Time podcast, but they also, they do two shows a week, so Tuesdays and Fridays, Squeaky Bum Time, that's an English Premier League soccer podcast. Oi, Squeaky Bum, yeah? Kick it! (laughs) And my voice cracked. Really? Kick it! (laughs) And then on Wednesday, we have a brand new show, which aired, which which debuted last week on the Chop Sports Network, um... Chart Choppers with Alan Austin, and it's basically a top 10, top mm-hmm. 5 list with pop culture, movies, sports, all that. And another new show on the docket is I'm Your Football Team with Keith Ernst, and it's a little bit edgy, so if you're one of those people who are easily offended, I would I would advise that you don't listen to that show because it is funny, but it does go at you, and if you're a, a fan of an NFL team, you're going to get fucking your feelings hurt because he pretty much just goes at every NFL team. And the concept of the show, if you listen to it, you'll kind of understand it real fast. He's funny. Yeah. He's very funny. He's definitely good. Um, and the Till Mets Do Us Part podcast. Uh, check us out on Instagram, always at Chopheads MMA and Chop Sports Network. Uh, we're going to be getting... The uh, the website and the online store up very soon. For July first, July first. Look for that. Yeah, so you're going to be able to find our merchandise on there. Uh, a lot of the links to the shows, to the podcast hosts. You can learn a little bit about each and every one of the podcast hosts. So stay tuned. And we're going to introduce a new thing called the. We're going to be blogging. We're going to have a bunch of blogs. So if you're a writer, get yeah. in contact with us and get your blog, get your get your shit published. Yeah, through we, a. A rapidly rising, growing sports media company. We are. Anti-establishment sports media. That's Mm -hmm. who we are. Yes. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that for July 1st. Of course, if you follow us, 
we're going to have it all over the place, so you will not miss it. Shout-outs to our homeboys over there at Fightbook MMA. On Thursdays, you have sitting ringside with the earner, owner, Roberto Villa, Dave Rodriguez, and Rudy Lara. And, of course, Monday nights, you have Pride Rules Podcast with myself, the Reverend Tommy D., uh, Tyler the CTE King, and, of course, Rudy Lara. Um, we, it's a live show. It's a little bit rough because Tyler's internet is fucking atrocious. But it's still fun because we make fun of him every single episode. And uh, you do get some good MMA content in there. We usually have some good guests that we're going to have to start getting on here, too. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our announcements. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. I am your host, the Reverend Tommy D. Joined with me, of course, by Chris Gucci. It's time for that Wu-Tang Bang Bang. I really got to go paint this fucking wall now, huh? You're the one that fucking said you're a painter. That's all right, man. Doing my part here in Chop Sports Network Studio, baby. I'm going to go throw up this fucking disgusting bang blue raz. <laughs> Is that what they're calling prostitutes these it's days? A liquid kidney stone. I can eat in street fight. What are you talking about? When you fight in street. Tell me when you fight in street. When you fight in street. Tell me. Okay, for example. Oxnard. What? What is this? What is this, Oxford? 